Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran. All right, welcome back to the program. This is Dr. Tom Curran. So, Carrie, you are here now. I'm so happy to have you here on this Faith and Family Friday. Hey, Tom. So, Carrie, uh, one of the things that families experience during Lent is, let's call it creative deprivation, or let's just say they experience deprivation, but that can also create a space that can bring life. It can, it can literally help remove an obstacle to then open up our kids and ourselves to a positive alternative. I love that. I love that uh, in parenting our kids through Lent, I do feel that a lot of that falls on us to have a plan, to be intentional. It's one thing for us to say, oh, I'm still thinking and praying about what we're going to do for Lent. But it's another thing as a, as parents to show up and say, hey, we have a plan and this is what we're doing. And even at some point before Lent, get input. And then to be able to just have a rhythm because you have six weeks. So you have five, six Fridays, uh, five or six Saturdays, Wednesday, whatever that day is, Sundays to celebrate or to enjoy a mini Easter. And it's just enough time to break a habit, start a habit. Isn't it three weeks you break a habit? Three. Yeah, weeks? that's sort of the traditional idea. Three weeks to break a habit, to break it down so it doesn't have that impact on you, right? And then yeah. three weeks to establish a new habit. So that would be a vice to a virtue. Yes. And I'm not wanting to burden anyone, but I do feel as a family, when we have a committed prayer time and a committed prayer, the kids know it. It takes some grumbling, some pushing back the first few days. But once a week goes by, it just becomes so much easier, especially when you're trying to move two, three, five, eight kids in a direction to have, this is the time, this is the place, this is the activity. And so if you're going to do Stations of the Cross, it is every, what night is it? Uh, you know, and of course there's flexibility. If you can't make it to the church, you have it printed out on pamphlets. If you're doing an adoration hour every week during Lent, then it's what night is that? And you're committing to that. Or if you're home with kids, what morning is it? It doesn't have to be at night. Um, so there is actually some time and thought and creativity put into that calendar. And I just love, Tom, that the kids know we're going to do some kind of sacrificial living. And then it allows you as parents to be the good guys. And I kind of associate it with, we went to Disneyland and they would pop in these special treats that they would give their patrons. And you would think, oh my goodness, I got this special opportunity to be at the front of the line, or I got this special pass to go see a character. And of course they're all free. Disney can give you whatever, whenever, but because they call you out and let you have this little grace, it does feel like you're being specially treated. And I think as parents, we can do the same thing during Lent. But here's the thing, Carrie, you just, while we can learn from Disney, what you just <laughs> talked about was actually very traditional Catholic anthropology, Catholic moral formation of the human being. Oh, right. I love that you, you know this. That, that I don't was know. so cool. Explain. Explica me, por favor. Well, you, you were drawing from the Summa Theologica, part one, the first volume, right? Uh, where Aquinas goes into the nature of the human person. And and this gets unfolded in the Catholic understanding of freedom, that choice becomes a burden when you have to make a choice every day. But once you make a commitment, then you've already made your choice. And now it's just living out what you've already decided. 
And it is so much easier, brothers and sisters, for your kids, it is so much easier for them to grow a habit by making a commitment at the beginning of a time period, rather than saying, when we wake up today, what are we going to choose to do? There's just so much energy that goes into having to make the choice today, having to make the choice today. And instead of that, you can lean on the commitment that was made and the power of making the commitment together. And I don't think that when we do it, we're all excited or energized or uh, motivated all the time. I do feel like there is a struggle. And some of our rosaries, when our kids were little, were somewhat disastrous. And we, we, so, would, <laughs> most? we, we would have these conversations as to, wait, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? <laughs> um, but where am I going with this? It was a brilliant comment. <laughs> Just to say, expect it to be difficult. Expect trials um and messy and hard and i i think those are all not reasons not to do it i think some of our best memories from our kids are our rituals and prayer and the things that we did and if we could make it fun or goofy or but not irreverent but just add some things to it um the kids loved it i know we did several creative ways to do the stations of the cross as spring comes about we it's like it was you okay. you had you had all the creative ideas <laughs> I was I was a tag along. So as the weather warms up and the light is it's lighter longer. Thank you, Jesus. Can I just say thank you, Lord. I'm so ready for the warmth. Um kids want to be outside and nature is just a powerful way to encounter peace and refreshness. Is that a word? Refreshment. Refreshment. About getting refreshed. <laughs> and um, enjoyment, even if it's dark and you're under the stars. I'm just saying there's so many ways to go into prayer, go into Lent and enjoy what's coming and help the kids build towards Easter Sunday. So when we were younger, and we'll talk about this in weeks to come, Carrie, the importance of family meetings to get everybody on the same page. And when we had nine little ones running around the house, it was so important to have organization. Well, and it was even more critical with scheduling as they got into, as more of them moved into uh, junior high and high school. With sports and things. Yeah. Yeah. I think the meetings when they were younger was more about how do you do the chore and whose chore is it? It was more like, um, uh, there were so many elements of that, (laughs) but let's just say that one of the things that would happen in a family meeting, and we still have family meetings, just not quite as regularly or as intensively with just the three at home. Well, I think it just ends up having, we have conversations around the dinner table or in the car when things come up because it's, they're all there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So uh, a family meeting on the go. Uh, (laughs) And in fact, didn't the kids say that? Let's just have it right here at the table now. So we'll be done. We don't have to go into the other room and get out the whiteboard and come up with the agenda and all of those things. But the point is that in earlier years, when we had more kiddos in the home, we would progressively advance Lent week to week. And the kids had a voice. They had a choice. They had the ability to influence things. And that made them own it more. So it wasn't just an imposition. But they knew that they were choosing deprivation. We're going to deprive ourselves of access to movies and and videos. And we're going to deprive ourselves of certain kinds of food. And when they're eating all of those sorts of things. And all of that deprivation, that's a saying no 
for a reason, right? I'm denying myself with Christ. I'm picking up my cross. I'm going out into the desert. I'm cleansing myself of sin. All those are the goods. But it also has a human good, that the human good of developing moral character. Self-discipline. Self-discipline, self-denial. Self-will. And the idea of coming to experience certain things as good that they may not have been accessing when the wider set of choices were available to them. I think two very easy and powerful opportunities that we're going to talk about are access to the internet, specifically movies and TV, and TV shows, TV shows and access to food. And as a way of depriving oneself of the unhealthy stuff can make space and an openness and even a draw towards the stuff that they would not ever choose to want to access if they had the whole world available to them. Yeah. And I, like I said, this does take thought. It does take time. It, it will require a plan for it to work out well. And I love that Len, you have six weeks. So if things aren't all dialed in the first few days or the first week, it really, I don't feel pressured to um, feel like, I don't feel like a failure in the same way that maybe when we do our new year's resolution after the first three weeks in January, it just feels like, ah, uh, cause you have this whole year <laughs> to go through. Whereas this is okay. This is, I can, I can pick this cross back up or I can pick this prayer habit back up. Or I, if I missed a day, I can do something else. And the, and the nice thing is even if sometimes you miss a day or you miss a prayer time, you can double it the next day. So it's not like all is lost. So when we had our family meeting with our kiddos just before Ash Wednesday about, hey, what are you giving up for Lent? Do you remember how a couple of our girls said they're going to give up gossip? They're going to give up like talking in mean ways. Did you hear their conversation today before dinner? Uh, remind me. You were asking them about it. You were saying, hey, how, how did your day go today? Oh, yes. <laughs> and they didn't just talk about like classes or what happened at lunch. What did they talk about? The how they refrain. One of our daughters was saying, I refrained three times from gossiping. <laughs> and then the other daughter said. Me too. Yeah. I, I, a couple of times I did. I, I, I wanted to, but I didn't. So just raising their own awareness, raising our own awareness of places where we settle for and then how we want to call ourselves to live a more moral and godly life. It's, it's actually a great there's so much that can happen formatively during the season with kids in a family setting. Well, and we're going to, there's a, we have a pretty powerful example of the importance of movies. And uh, we'll, we'll share about that in a minute. We're up, we're coming up against a break here in, in about 45 seconds, Carrie, but um, the, the power of movies, again, it's if kids are being deprived of access to, uh, to movies or to, to videos and TV. Well, I think in, in a lot of kids, even they have phones. So TikTok yeah. or Instagram. Social media or, platforms and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah. So there's a whole way in which there's so much, I don't know. It's just such a huge battle. If your kids are older and they have phones, it's it's a really hard uh, nut to crack. But when they're younger, you still have so much ability to, they're so much more pliable, moldable, and formidable. Well, and, and, and parents, just to hear it out loud, I mean, we're talking about we have a ninth grader, a seventh grader, and a fifth grader, and none of them have phones. So you don't have to give in on giving your kids phones. You just don't. All right. Well, Carrie, we're up against a break. When we come back, we'll talk about movies.
Hey, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Okay, back to Sound Insight. Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran. I'm with my wife, Carrie, on this Faith and Family Friday. During the first Friday of Lent, not the first Friday in the month of February, but the first Friday of Lent. Gotcha. All right, so abstain from eating meat today, folks. Right? It's not a requirement to fast, but uh, in the current household, we are fasting on Fridays and up in the game. We want our kids to up their game. We're going to talk about food and how deprivation of food can also lead to a development of healthy human habits around eating. But let's talk about something that I think is a, a very common thing to do during Lent, and that's to change the habit of how video and screens are part of a family's life. Is this my cue? <laughs> that was my lead in, Carrie. I'm always handing it right off to you. Wait. The part of the reason I say that is you are much better about that than I am. I think you're busy about many things. I think um, I'm home with the kids and I, I, typically a father is away and his mind and heart are occupied by providing and protecting. And I think it's more of a mom's role to provide a nurturing space and to create a schedule. So it just feels like it makes more sense. Although I certainly lean on your strength to lead it and to enhance it. Typically what happens is they're not listening to me or it's not going well. And then I put it on you. (laughs) Like I say, here, you carry the baton. You do it so gently. I do it so gently, honey. honey, Would you please help me? Help me. I'm just desperate. (laughs) I said, oh, can you just deal with this? I need your strength. I need (laughs) your voice. No, no, no. I need your authority. That's yeah. But I really do need your authority. I mean, I really do feel like that. Well, that was more when we when you were ganged up on by. uh, We had a whole bunch of older, uh, the older kids in the house too. That at that point, I just hide. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, one of the things that you find like, oh, this is this is really valuable are finding good Catholic movies or saint movies. Yeah. And I think uh, what we wanted to do on Fridays is talk about film. I was trying to do a alliteration and F an F starting word, um, food, films, <laughs> fun, but no, really it, these are the times that we actually ro- watch these movies. And I don't feel like we lean or go towards them in the summer or whenever at other times of the year, it's not like the first movie our kids would pick up as a saint movie. It was almost like on the bottom or near the bottom. I mean, there are a few out there that they would watch because we'd like pretty much say, this is what you're watching. You have these three, you know, good movies to watch, but we do a lot of movies like Avengers or that type of movie where it's action, it's current, it's pop culture. Yeah. And and these movies are so well produced. I mean, some of these movies are like, it sounds like you're almost excusing the bad of these. No, just kidding. Tom. So often terribly produced <laughs> I, B movies. You got to, close your eyes a little bit anyways uh shocking impact that movies like this can have annalise said to me the other day dad i want my name to be said as 
Annalise Josephine Joy. Now, why is that a surprise, first of all, to you? Why would she say that? Why would she say that? Well, what's what's her middle name? Joy. Joy, Annalise Joy. So why would she say Annalise Josephine Joy? I'm trying to think of a movie with Josephine. Okay. So what was Annalise's confirmation name? I don't remember. Okay. So this is shocking and it's going to blow you away. Okay. Bakita. Oh, yes. Saint Josephine Bakita. Bakita from Slave to Saint, the movie. Okay. That's right. And And that's why she said that. She wanted to make Saint Bakita, Saint Josephine Bakita, more prominent in her sense of identity. Okay. And the only reason that that's the only reason she chose Josephine Bakita as her Saint Bakita as her saint was because we watched the movie. And I think we only watched it one time. We watched it once. And it's in Italian and it's was that also subtitled? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, and it took place in Italy as well. Yes. I mean, which is really a great cultural movie. It's not just a great story and it's an inspiring story and it's a little intense. Um, but you get the full, well, like it's, harsh. it's not this pop cultured American USA focused movie. It typically, these St. Movies are from Poland, Italy, France, and you get a fuller experience of those cultures, which yeah. I love, even if well, it's in subtitles, I think it's better. And let's call it a little bit more of a, let's call it a pure presentation of the faith. Yes. And you get, uh, and you know what I'm realizing? What? I'm realizing that she, I think, was drawn to Paquita because her personality is somewhat like hers. She's a bit of an introvert, and she's very principled and very determined, very patient, undergoes a lot, and moves forward. You got all that. You got all that from... From, that's quick. From the movie. That's a quick assessment. She does that in the movie. She she undergoes all this terrible treatment. You're right. And she constantly was... holds to her principles and her godliness and refuses the uh the owner, her 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 master. That movie reminded me a lot of COVID in that the priest and her take in all the is it the lepers or is it the plague? Uh, there's the some poor, right. There's yeah. No, no, there was a disease going around and people were being killed. They were dying from I think the plague. I think you're right. And this priest and her are just resolved to trust in God, to have courage and to help the, it was beautiful, just mm-hmm. like convicting and beautiful. And okay. The thing about a lot of these saint movies is I feel like it's a slap in the face or a, bo- a ice cold bucket challenge dr- dump because we look at our lives and then we see what they undergo and how beautiful and courageous they live. I'm telling you, these saint movies are so powerful during Lent. If you deprive your kids of videos and movies, and maybe some of you already do it anyhow, we don't. Um, we don't during the week we hardly watch TV, but sometimes we'll slip in a show here and there. But just to say, if there's no TV and this is the only thing we're really watching is a Saint movie on Friday night, they look so forward to it. They definitely remember all these movies have such a great impression on them or an imprint on them. It real they really do. And I don't know, I can't tell you why, except for it's a great movie and a beautiful story, and it's so different than the typical movies we'd watch right even the fact that they're often in a foreign language right like the saint philip neri story oh. you know it, i it, love that that's a, the kids I prefer, watched it i prefer heaven i prefer heaven oh. and it's in italian and they're always singing this italian song this refrain oh, that saint philip neri taught them same with the don bosco movie 
the newer one is all Italian actors and it's in Italy and it's just has this great storytelling um, ta- uh, creativity. It's very moving and it really well, does inspire. Okay, so here's, here's why it's moving to me, but whether it's St. Philip Neri or whether it's St. John Bosco and St. Dominic Savio is part of that. You know, St. John Bosco, what is he doing? He's, he's this young, holy, fervent priest who sees all of these boys who have to go and labor just to help their family survive. And a lot of these boys end up being runaways and homeless. Well, they get, put in, get, in they trouble. get put in prison because they steal. They were, it was all of those things. They were just sort of like rag, you know, ragamuffins, yes. right? And And so he's like, well, let me help them. And so he would... Instead of saying, come to church, you're going to meet me in church, he would go and f- where they were working and he would hang out with them and he would minister to them and he would give them food and then eventually start giving them shelter. And do you know how many kids he was taking care of? I don't. I don't I mean, remember. It, it started off as just a handful, right? Four and then six and then 15 and then 30 and then 50 and then 100 and then 300 and then 600 and 800. You had 800 boys. Just, um, Isn't that you, incredible? Well, you think, oh, well, this would be so easy to, to do nowadays, considering you have Costco <laughs> and you can get food and you can get, you can put out your GoFundMe. He, no, he kept getting, and- he kept getting kicked out. He, get, he got kicked <laughs> out because all the boys were playful and loud and they were, remember now, they're rambunctious. They're not at home under their parents' guidance. Well, just- He's taking care of them. <laughs> and and they're like, yeah, kicked out of churches. Like, can I use your basement? Yeah, no, get them out of here. Right? Kids love that movie because they can relate to the, just not the rebelliousness of the kids, but just their spirit and their playfulness and their energy. Um, this movie, that movie in particular, you sense so much joy and so much love that he, and you feel like you're part of their, like there's a sense of family with all these kids. But I'm just contrasting what he did in that day and age, it was a hundred years ago versus how it would feel like so doable nowadays, except for all the stuff you're facing. I don't know. Just very convicting though. Uh, Carrie, we can barely give a dollar to someone who's begging <laughs> for food on the side of the road without having these hand wringing qualms about whether am I actually helping this person or not. We should be ashamed of how minimalized our responses compared to the radical generosity of, of the saint. That's why we, what were we saying yesterday? We need a saint. We need saints to pull us out of a self-protective, self-centered way of living our life of faith. And Lent can help break the mold and, and movies can do that. Yeah. Um, and it Kate, can, well, we're I'm actually just... running out of time right now. We've got 15 more seconds. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to mention that more recent documentary of that Sister Claire. Oh, yes. So uh, we... down in Ecuador. Okay. And oh what, a, oh, what a story. All right. We'll come back to her in just a minute. Back with more of the program. Welcome back to the program. So, Carrie, I, I think we actually we have to talk about food. So let's just pause on talking about more movies. How many movies can they watch in a week anyway? So we've got three <laughs> movies we're recommending. And so it's from Slave to Saint. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bakita from Slave to Saint. Yep. Bakita. B-A-K-H-I-T-A. Bakita from Slave to Saint. Go ahead. 
And then the uh, St. Philip Neri, I Prefer Heaven. I Prefer Fantastic Heaven. Fantastic movie. Yep. And then Don Bosco, the 2004 version. Okay. And I, I would recommend all of them in their original language with the accents. And you just read the subtitles. Nice. That's awesome. Even if you have kids that are probably six, seven and older, I guess if they could read at three, like our kids, they'd be fine. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. You're right. If the kids are older, you might have to get some kind of voiceover, but um, okay. So creative deprivation, that there's a way in which Lent asks us to deprive ourselves, but that can also open up something that is much healthier and strengthening of a godly character. And so food is the other one. Yes. And I was just uh, going to recommend some easy food hacks because, you know, during Lent, it's a very uh, serious time on Fridays where we have to sacrifice and eat things like lobster and salmon and shrimp. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> lobster bisque. I always, it just cracks me up that we have to sacrifice so much. I feel like I never eat better than when <laughs> we eat dinners on Fridays. Fridays and Lent, I know. I don't yeah. know. It, I, it's just kind of a funny thing, but because we're doing a whole day fast, we're not doing this two small meals. We're just. Sure. I, I actually took a picture of the Ash Wednesday dinner that you oh. made for us. Well, it was because it was Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. that was the only reason yeah, it was a I, big feast. I was in conflict. Okay. No, I was that's in conflict. Right. No, I, mean, I could not do Valentine's Day. So and I then... fasted during the day. I was sick. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I get my one meal, but boy, eating a piece of salmon with rice and a salad that was it though right no no it was the grilled vegetables oh grilled vegetables yeah and strawberry shortcake. it just <laughs> yeah and the passion tea strawberry <laughs> sorry and the fresh bread <laughs> it was yeah, a little it was, bit much okay it was, uh, however it was valentine's day so i'm just gonna that was talk that way up. easier than a lot of my fasting i know i know well it actually everything tastes so great if we just don't eat all day but that is that's a key brothers and sisters let me tell you if you can teach your kids to deprive themselves, and if you can fast yourself, you will find that you will enjoy the taste of your food way more than if you just eat what you want when you want. I, I mean, even not even not like that. Like if you don't deprive yourself of certain foods and sugar and stuff like that, when it comes time to actually eat a meal and you're and you're authentically hungry, food tastes amazing. We're really talking more about the physical enjoyment. And Versus the spiritual enjoyment here. Okay. So Costco has this garlic buttered shrimp. It's in the freezer section and it comes in two bags and it feeds each bag feeds about four people. So you could actually feed a big family with the two bags. And I think it's like 1199. I could be wrong. But the thing about this recipe is there's so much garlic butter sauce. Like it just swims in butter. So if you want to add more vegetables or I mean, uh, pasta, pasta or rice, you can actually get this meal to go further. It's so much butter that um, remove it and you can save it for another meal, like for another pasta dish or add it to another evening of Songs like garlic. Well, garlic and butter. Who doesn't love that? Um, but anyhow, that was my little hack is garlic buttered shrimp. And a friend of that, a friend of mine gave it to me and she, it just, you know, as a mom of many and it's Friday and it's the end of the week. I mean, typically an easy Lenten meal is pizza, cheese pizza, That that would be like a go-to sometimes. Fish sticks. <laughs> Fish sticks and French fries. Yes. <laughs> I got a bag of those or cod, whatever. But um, just to try it, I guess. I think this is something that I don't really buy. We don't buy shrimp. Yeah, that's true. There are certain foods I just don't really eat a lot of. And so I don't think to buy them. 
even if you'd all enjoy it, I just kind of, I'm very comfortable sticking or staying with, you know, my same 12 mils. So, so what you're saying there is in a certain sense, you're helping to reward kids and yourself by depriving yourself from eating during the day by in, like having a, a particularly enjoyable meal at it, dinner. Yeah. I think this is what the French do every week, every day. Aren't they like really <laughs> light eaters? And then they put a lot of emphasis on their meals and on the lunchtime meal. Well, and they don't have tons of carbs. Like they're not loading it up with bread and baked potatoes. Are, 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 and you pasta. are you talking about? Have you seen those French dishes? French pastries? I don't oh, know. yeah. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> the coffee. Okay. I don't know. I've never been to France. It just is in my mind that they eat very light and very, uh, their food is, um, you're watching a movie. I know I'm many, sure. many food shows do not watch. Uh, I got you another tip about food. Hey, do not go shopping when, when you're, you're fasting. Hung, when you're hungry. I know it was terrible. <laughs> that the other day. What a bad idea. And the other tip you sent me into the store. Do not watch. And I couldn't believe I'm like, I'm buying all this stuff. I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm fasting. I'm like, I shouldn't do that. I know. I know. Yeah. It is really funny. But you know what you were missing? I, I thought you were going to go to the other point, which you do a really good job at, Carrie. And that's. Oh, what do I do a good job at? Tell me. Tell everyone. Say it so, loudly. Well, no. As you know, the hungry hyenas come home from school and they just yes. are foraging. Yes. For yeah. food everywhere. And they're, we have no food in this house. And. And oh, I'm dying. And it's just like, and then they'll want to make brownies or they'll just eat. They'll want to make po- banana bread or, or just all kinds of or... stuff that, and, and you are like, no, you know what? I, I don't want them to get into a habit. There it is again, a habit that says when you come home, there's an expectation. Now there's an interior urge that just starts moving itself that says, oh, I come home and I get to basically eat until I'm satisfied and eat junk food. Well, the neat thing is we're all, we are all doing not eating between meals, except for our youngest. And I said to them, instead of not eating between meals, you know, going from lunch to dinner, which is really hard for growing girls. And then they're also doing sports. I said, why don't when we come home, we just have vegetables and maybe a fruit. So I will commit to having some vegetables on hand. And so in their mind, they're not going to be able to go to the crackers or the, the toast or the yogurt or the cheese, whatever it is, cheese and salami. They're just going to stick with trying this vegetable kick. So I'm today was day one, day two. It worked pretty well. I was really excited to give them some vegetables, but we'll see. Well, and you did the, the, the smart thing of having them all prepared. You cut the carrots and the vegetables and you had them in, in water in the refrigerator, ready to go. And then you take them out and they're on a platter. And, well, and it's not, I mean, I did because I love the fresh, the, you know, organ, what is it? The unpeeled carrots, they taste a lot better, but you can do it really easily. You can just grab some tomatoes or some broth. Every, all those vegetables are pretty quickly um, prepared. Just chop them and throw them on a platter. It's just the carrots are a little bit more. And that's about it. I'm just trying to think of what other celery. Vegetables. Yeah. It's just, you wash them and Peppers. chop them. They're easy. Everything I like that. I mean, Maybe for some, it takes a hard, it's a long time. Sometimes I reward myself like I can do this during listening to a podcast. So it's doing two things at once. So one of the things that I think um, we've also done, like for me, what helps me is I just drink coffee, right? And I'm um, I, I'm trusting that as Lent goes on, that I will be cutting back on coffee. I've been doing... Um, for the year, my little habit was drinking more water. 
-hmm. And I just continually realize how much water I don't drink. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just like amazed that I don't really drink a lot of water. Like, oh, I got to go drink my water. Oh, like I'm trying to get in the habit of it. But Mm -hmm. with the fasting, it's easier. Or I want to go drink tea, like just tea without any um, sugar. Right. Right. And I think that's the idea. The idea is how do you help deprive yourself of things that will make a treat the natural thing to put into your schedule? So even if you're drinking coffee, well, uh, are you having cream and sugar in it? Right. Or if it's uh, again, same thing with tea or some other drink, is it, is it the enjoyable thing? Well, if I'm doing, if I'm just doing black coffee instead of a snack um, and I'm not, I don't do that often anyways, no. but just to say um, I, I, I enjoy being able to do something like have coffee. And honestly, I, I had a couple of carrots. Nice. That's because you saw them out. I saw them. They were ready. They were ready. It was just, it was so helpful. (laughs) The other benefit of this, I just want to add is your feast days, your your mini Easter's are so much more um, joyous and exciting. And there's a spirit of celebration because, oh, it's Sunday. We get to break our fast. And there really is this sense of a pat on the back. I did a great job. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's there's a spirit around that day that is enhanced that it should appropriately so right it's not go get the big bag of potato chips it's not that because then you're just re-establishing the habit that you are trying to break in the other six days but it is the idea that well you can have dinner and then we're having yeah, dessert you can having, yes, have a dessert yeah so it's just yeah, it's very sweet it. all right um i really appreciate this uh but we're out of time so thanks for being with me carrie god bless you all join me on monday for more sun insight